All right. Um, hopefully that was a lot of fun for you guys to meet new people, unless you were like Ashley, who didn't really get to meet anybody she didn't already know because she's so stinking unique and wonderful that she was the only person with her middle initial. The She was almost the only person who had no siblings, and she was in the, the house group with her mother and her neighbor. So <laughs> hopefully it was a little bit more of a mix-up for everybody else. <laughs> um, we have a... Um, a lot of things still to cover this morning together before we kind of head off on our own ways. But first, I just wanted to take a minute, and for those of you that I have not yet met, my name is Kelly. I am the coordinator for Women's Bible Study here at Henson. There is a large team of people who makes a morning like this possible. Uh, you will have already met the ones at your tables who are your table leaders. They will be your primary points of contact for if you are in need of something, if you are not going to be able to be here, um, you will also be receiving emails from me that kind of let you know, hey, the meeting's coming up, this is what we're covering, um, and we'll kind of get through some of that housekeeping stuff in a little bit. One of the, the things that's really interesting about this year is we're doing something different this fall than we usually do. We're normally not taking such a wide swath of scripture, as in the entirety of scripture, in one term to kind of talk about. So um, our lead pastor, Michael, has uh, graciously given us some time. He's going to come and, and kind of give us some, uh, maybe a taste of why this is a good thing that we're going to be doing something different this morning. So, um, so that he can get on with the rest of his day, I'm going to go ahead and hand the microphone over to him. And then when he's done, we'll kind of get going with the rest of it. So this is Michael Lawrence for those of you who don't attend Henson here. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, thanks for letting me show up at uh, Thursday Women's Bible Study briefly. I just want to tell you how excited I am that you guys are studying this book by Vaughn Roberts, God's Big Picture. Um, I know Vaughn. Vaughn and I uh, spoke together at a conference on biblical theology uh, a number of years ago in Germany. Uh, neither of us spoke German. It all got translated. It was a lot of fun doing that conference with him. Uh, so I, I want to I commend this book to you. But I recognize that this is different. Normally, when you have been a part of Thursday Morning Bible Study, uh, you guys are working through a particular book of the Bible, and, you know, have no fear, you're going you're gonna to get back to that. But this fall, uh, the decision was made, not by me, but I'm really thrilled that the leaders made this decision, uh, to take you through this book. Now, why do I think that's important? Well, a- as you know, uh, the Bible is a, is a book of books, right? 66 different books, two different testaments, lots of different authors, three different original languages written over, this, over the course of thousands of years. But we believe that not only is the Bible a collection of books, it's one book written by one author with one storyline, as it were, one great overarching plot making one great point. Uh, and, we, and we believe that because in many ways that's the way uh, Jesus himself talked about the Bible. So in... Um, In Luke chapter 24, on the Emmaus Road, after the resurrection, these disciples are walking along with Jesus, and uh, they don't know they're walking along with Jesus, but they're really struck by what this this man is saying, and uh, uh, they they talk about they've heard about the resurrection, but they're not sure it's true, they can't make sense of it, and Jesus says in Luke chapter 24, verse 25 to them, How foolish you are 
And how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Then a little bit later uh, in Luke chapter 24, when uh, Jesus is with his disciples, uh, he, uh, he says to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. So twice there in Luke 24, Jesus suggests that the entire Bible is about him. Uh, The the language he uses there of of the the law, the prophets, uh, and the writings or, or the Psalms refer to the three major divisions of the Old Testament. Uh, the way uh, the Jews of his day understood the Old Testament to be organized. You've got the Pentateuch, the law, you've got the prophets, which refers not just to what we think of as the prophets, but what uh, Jews in the first century understood to be the former prophets, what we call the histories, uh, and, then, and then the writings, the wisdom literature, and, at, at the heart of which is the Psalms. And Jesus seems to suggest that all of it is about him. All of it, in one way or another, is pointing to him preparing them to understand who he is and what he came to do. Uh, Remember, he says to those two disciples on the Emmaus Road, how foolish you were. Didn't you realize that the the Messiah had to suffer and then enter his glory? Uh, he, He felt like they should have known that simply by reading their Old Testaments. Now, it would have been so much fun for any of us to have been there to hear him explain the whole Bible and how uh, it, it pointed to him. Uh, we, for whatever reason, Luke didn't record uh, that, that, that summary lesson that he gave them. He just, he just gave us the headline. But that is what biblical theology is. Biblical theology, which is being introduced to you in this book, God's Big Picture, uh, is an attempt to understand how the whole Bible fits together as a single story pointing to Jesus, preparing us for Jesus, and then looking back on Jesus, what he did, and how that applies to us. It's, it's a, in, in that sense, biblical theology is a reading strategy. It's, it's trying to teach you a way of reading the Bible so that no matter where you are in the Bible, you might be in the law, you might be in the Psalms, you, you might be in apocalyptic literature, you understand how this particular part of the Bible is either pointing to and preparing us for Jesus so that we understand who he is and what he came to do, or it is applying who he is and what he came to do to our lives and preparing us for his return. That's, that's what biblical theology is. It is a reading strategy that makes sense of the Bible as a single book telling a single story. And and we don't think this is unreasonable, not just because Jesus said it. I mean, that would be one reason we don't think this is an unreasonable reading strategy. We also understand the Bible to be inspired. It wasn't just written by all these different authors. It was inspired by the Spirit of God. So even though there are all these different people writing, and, and when they wrote, they maybe didn't understand the whole story and where it was all going, the divine author behind them did. The Holy Spirit knew exactly where this story was going. Uh, the God of history, who is ordering history, knew exactly where he was taking history. So, so we understand that this is consistent with who God is, both in the way he revealed Scripture and in the way he actually ordered history itself, so that all would come together in Jesus Christ. 
So that's what this book is doing. This book is going to give you a reading strategy for the whole Bible. And I think that's going to help you as women a ton. Uh, for, for one thing, if, if you attend Henson, it's going to help you understand why I preach the way I preach. You know, sometimes some of you will, will wonder, especially if I'm in the Old Testament, wait, a, wait, wait, now, all of a sudden he's talking about Jesus. How, how did that happen? Well, the more you understand about biblical theology, the more, the more and better you'll understand how I move from the Old Testament to its fulfillment in Jesus Christ. So I think it'll make Sundays a, a lot more enjoyable and beneficial for you if you've got a better grasp on that. Uh, so it's, it's, it's good for you. And, and if you don't go to Henson, uh, you're, you're going to some other church. Uh, chances are your, your pastor is doing something very similar to what I'm doing. He's moving from Old Testament to New Testament and fulfillment. So it's, it's going to help you be a better listener. It's going to help you profit more from the preaching and teaching uh, on Sundays at, at church. Uh, a second way I think it's going to really help you, uh, as, as women in particular, is it's going to help you know how to apply the Bible to your life. Uh, oftentimes, especially when, the, when we're in the Old Testament, there will be promises made or warnings given. There will be descriptions of faithfulness, of, of what it means to follow God. And, and sometimes we wonder, wait, does that apply to me as a New Testament Christian? What am I supposed to do with this? How do I make sense of the law? How do I make sense of some of the promises in the prophets? Biblical theology helps you understand how to make sense of them. Paul, Paul says uh, in Romans that all the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Biblical theology is helping you understand how those promises in the Old Testament become yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Uh, sometimes we want to move too quickly and too directly from an Old Testament promise to our life today. And then we get angry or resentful at God because the promise doesn't work out. Um, so, so, so often, I think, we find ourselves at odds with God because he's not keeping a promise that we feel like he made to us. Problem is, he never made that promise. Uh, he, 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 never, he never promised New Testament believers, for example, that if we're faithful, we'll be prosperous materially. That if we're faithful, we'll never have miscarriages. That, that if we're faithful... Uh, our, our children will do well in school, and our husbands will, will continue to prosper in their workplace. Those sound like the, the application of promises from the Old Testament to a New Testament believer's life, because promises like that were made to Israel. If you're faithful, you, you won't have miscarriages. Even your animals won't have miscarriages. If you're faithful, there will always be an abundant harvest, and you will grow wealthy and prosperous. If you're faithful, all those bad things that happen to those nations out there won't happen to you inside the promised land. You guys know those promises, and you will have heard preachers, teachers, women's Bible study leaders take those promises and apply them to you and say, you just need to trust these promises, and God will do this for you. And then it doesn't happen, and you wonder, why did God let me down? Biblical theology is all about helping us understand what to do with those Old Testament promises, how they find themselves fulfilled first in Christ, and then how Christ then applies those promises to us. I think that's really helpful. 
For those of you that are raising kids at home, it's going to help you know how to teach the Bible to your children. I grew up in the church, and I grew up with um, mainly in my Sunday school classes, uh, teachers taking me to Old Testament stories and using them as moral lessons. Be courageous, be neat and tidy, you know, be good, basically. Because you look at these Old Testament stories, and you think, well, what does this have to do with me? Like, I, I got to figure out something to do with this story. And, and so it must be that I'm supposed to identify with the main character in the story, and I should either be like that person or not be like that person. And the story becomes a moral lesson. But what if the stories of the Old Testament are not about you? What if they're about Jesus in one way or another? Maybe positively, maybe negatively. But what if all those stories are meant in it one way or another to point us to Christ? Well, well now all of a sudden, it's a, it's a different lesson that you're teaching your children, isn't it? Uh, you're, you're taking them to Jesus in the gospel as he's explained to them by this really crazy story from the Old Testament. Uh, I think it will absolutely transform the way you teach your Bible to your kids or in Sunday school classes. So I think this is going to be a really helpful study for you. Uh, I'm really excited that you're doing it. Uh, I realize this is really different than, than what you've done before, but be patient with it. For some of you, you'll, you'll be familiar with biblical theology already. For some of you, this is going to be brand new. What I want to encourage you to recognize, though, is all of you already come with a biblical theology, whether you know it or not. You, you, your whole life have either been taught some things or you've just adopted some strategies to make sense of the Bible, how the Old Testament relates to the New Testament, how to put it all together. This book may challenge some of your assumptions. I, ju- I just want to prepare you for that. Uh, you don't have to agree with everything in this book. I don't necessarily agree with everything in this book. Vaughn Roberts, who's a friend, is also uh, an Anglican minister, which means he's a paedo-baptist. He thinks because of biblical theology, he thinks we should baptize our babies. Because of biblical theology, I think we should not baptize our babies, right? You, you know, so, so you can disagree with them. I certainly do. But whether you, uh, whether you agree with them or, or don't, allow him to teach you better how, how to better read your Bible. I do want to alert at least some of you that one of the main ways that you're going to maybe find that you're, you're struggling with Vaughn is uh, the way he wants us and encourages us to understand the point of the, of the nation of Israel in the Old Testament and what the future of God's people is going to be, what we call eschatology. Uh, he's going to teach a view of that that is a view that I personally hold, but you don't have to hold that view in order to be a member of this church. In fact, our own elders are divided on this. This is a, this is a place, for example, where Todd Miles and I disagree. But it doesn't keep us from loving one another. It doesn't keep us from serving as elders together. It doesn't keep us from being able to enjoy fellowship together in this church. Um, so, particularly if you find yourself thinking, oh, that's not what I thought Israel was all about, or that's not what I thought the future was all about, uh, it's okay, right? Uh, try to understand what Vaughn is saying, and then think about what you yourself believe, and do what every theologian should do, every mother should do, every father should do. Go back to the Bible and, and compare it to what you see in the Scriptures. Uh, see if what you believe, what Vaughn is teaching, makes sense according to the movement of the Spirit of God 
across the entirety of uh, redemptive revelation, the Old and the New Testaments. So that just, just a little heads up there. I want you to feel free to disagree. It's okay. I also want to encourage you to, to give what you disagree with here. Give it a hearing, at least, but before you decide it's, it's totally wrong. Uh, I uh, look forward to the questions this is going to raise for you guys. Uh, if you come to Henson, uh, come find me after a sermon if you've got questions, particularly as you begin to see the way I work this out in preaching. Uh, I think this is going to enrich the life of our entire church as you, as women, uh, are enriched in your own reading of the Scriptures. So thanks for letting me come and briefly tell you why I'm excited about this, and I hope you really enjoy the study. And uh, I guess you're, you're, you're back to a specific book study in, in January. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Okay, so yes, in January, we will transition from this study. Sorry, I have all my things that I need to put up here. Um, and we will move into a study of Hebrews. Um, for those of you who were here last year when we were in the book of Exodus, this is going to be a really wonderful opportunity to be able to take what you learn in the fall and begin to see how those connections are made because there's so much in Hebrews that is showing you how Jesus is better than what you saw in Exodus. So um, it's, I think it's going to be a really rich opportunity to build on what we learned this fall together.